Kotten, Davov Omedalev, page 6, side A. So the Gemara asks the question now, even if we're talking in a situation that the trees are growing on the boundary of the field, so how would we know that the grave was been plowed vitilmo tumo megavoyi but it's still possible that the grave is in the inside vilones mibaroyi and the trees that are only on the boundary of the field on the outside so maybe the place where the grave has not been plowed the more answers because bimsu bochin. We're talking about trees that are not just at the edge of the field, at the boundary, but they are mixed into the whole field. And in that case, if they plowed, they definitely had to plow the place of the kever as well. But you save another answer. Even if the trees are only on the boundaries of the field, we don't have to worry. Maybe the grave is inside because Ha'amoron, because before we said in that we don't distance the place of the marker from the place of the tumor, but rather next to Israel, not to ruin the land of Eretz Israel. So if it had been in the middle, they would have marked it next to it. Since they marked it next to the trees, so we have to say that it was Mamish over there, the caver. And since you plowed the trees, we have to assume that you definitely had plowed the, the caver as well. We learned earlier in the Braisan Hamid Bayes, Rabbi Huda Imerbida says, Achi Heisham Zokin Oitalmit. The only way we can rely is unless there is an elder person or a Talmud Chacham uh, to testify uh, about the kever, because not everybody is expert. We can't just rely on anybody. Omar Abaye says, Abaye Shmami, no, from these words of Rabbi Yehuda, it's evident that if there is a Talmud Chacham who is in the city, all the matters of this city, are upon him since he is expert in them, so therefore also the markers of Tumar hinder him. Oh, Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda, if a person finds a stone that has been marked, that a person you pour on it lime to show that this is a marker, underneath it it's Tomei because the grave is underneath it. But the area around the stone is Toher. But if he finds Shtayim, he finds two stones on which there are markers. So then the halacha is that about the place that is in between them, if there is the line between these two stones on the ground, so also in between them is Toher. If there is no seed. If there is no lime in between them, b'neihem toher, in between them it's clean because since they are uh, not uh, uh, marked over there for tuma, so we assume that there's not there. You're saying 
that in between the two markers it will be toir if there is no lime even without having plowed in between them. But we learned in Abraise. Motso even achas mitsuyanes if he found one stone that had a marker only beneath the stomach. If you find Shtayim too, if there is a plow in between them, then because we say that it had become pure by the plowing, you have plowed it away. But in love, if there is no plow between them, there is no plow, then we say in between the Bitome. So even though that there is no a lime over there, there's no seed. Because we're still going to re- say that the area, the piece of uh, land, the, the, the ground in between the two stones that have been uh, marked is Tomei. And the person did not care to mark this part itself because he already marked the two stones on the side, which includes that also. But Rabbi Huda seems to have said that it will be toir between them, even even without Plowing, so the Gemara answers on that the truth is like this if there is no lime in between them, it'll be tired, like Rabbi Huda said. But why does the Braise say that it will be that the lime is poured over the head of the stones and it's dragging on both sides? And you can recognize the broken piece of uh, of the lime in between them. So we can therefore be in doubt whether these are broken pieces of a marker that was there, or they have chipped off from those stones. And therefore, if there is a plow with the aimbar, because then we say that it is because of the plowing that it peeled off from the uh, lime which was on the stones and it fell in between them and there was no other marker to be metame in the hotoy, but if there's not been plowed, so then we say that see the bene bene, uh who that this is a Lime that has been put in between them, and that was made as a marker in between the the stones. And then it's the top. Then it's top. Asi says Rabbi Asi made if one boundary of the fence, which is on the edge on the edge of the field, is Mitsuyon is marked as a marker for a grave. Who tome underneath that boundary is tome, but the chola so the kula tohira the entire field is tohir because he did not mark it of all four sides, so he's only marked that area. Same thing is shnayim. If he has two of the boundaries of the field have been marked hemtmeim, they are tome bechola so the kula tohira and the entire field is tohir because of the reason that we just mentioned, because we assume that it's only the tomb is right there, but not in the other places. What happens if Shloisho, still, same thing would be by three, we want to say, they are but the entire field is clean. Because again, it's only the area where you marked it, but not the rest of it. Because if your intention is to mark the Tumor in the entire field, then you mark all four sides. 
And that's why Take, our boss of the Braise, continues. I mean, this is Rabasi. Continues that if we have all four boundaries of the field have been marked, then we can say that that marker is coming to make Tommy the entire field. And that's why Haim told him. The boundaries themselves are toy because you don't place the marker in the place of Tumah, but next to it, as said before. But the entire rest of the field is Tumah. That we don't distance the place of the marker of Tumah not to lose Israel, since the marker is standing on the on the uh, boundary of the field it turns out that the entire field were in doubt if there's a grave or not and that's why they marked it and that's why the whole field is assumed that there's a cave there further we learned in the Mishnah so the Mishnah it seems that only on Cholamoyed they go out the basin would send out to uproot the Kilai and not before it is it only that we go out on for the kilayim? Or I'll ask you a question from the Mishnah called in Perikalaf, Mishnah Aleph. It says, that when it comes the first day of Adar, the Beisdin tells the people about the Shkolim that they need to give a half a shekel for the korbones that they should uproot the kilayim so the people that own fields should remove the growth of the kilayim of the, of the seed that is recognizable amongst the grain the Mishnah continues on the 15th day they would read the Megillah in the large cities that are surrounded with a wall from days you should be known as we learn the Megillah based on base. Vyatsim the Kavitz is Adrochim and they go out to remove the thorns from the roads, and to fix up the streets from the wintry season that has got ruined. And they're going to measure the mikvois to clean out the mikvas from the dirt that has entered it during the rainy season. And had diminished the amount of the forty saw. And we do all the needs of the community. And we mark the place of the graves with the line, with the seed. And Bezdim would go out for the Kilayim to inspect that the owners of the fields have uprooted the Kilayim from their fields as they instructed them. And they would actually uproot the kilayim that have been left in the field. So, here we see clearly that they went out to uproot the kilayim already on the 15th day of Odeh. But in our Mishnah, it seems that they went out on Chayla Moed. So, Rabbi Yeshiv, Rabbi Loz, Rabbi Yeshiv, Bechanino, give different answers. Chad Omar, one says that Khan, in the Mishnah, when it says that they go out on the 15th of other is talking about Bivokir. We're talking about grain that has uh, quickly, has earlier, has sort of ripened before the time. 
And Khan in our Mishnah is talking about Beofil, that's the grain that is delayed to grow. So on the 15th of Adar, they don't tell, you can't tell yet whether the Kilaim has grown or not. So that's why they go out again on Chalamay Pesach. Mechadomar, one answer is Khan. The Mishnah that she says you go on the 15th of Adar is talking about Bizroim. Um, that's talking about regular uh, seed uh, that uh, grain which already start to sprout already on the 15th of order but the Khan, the Mishnah is talking about birokis, about vegetables they are delayed and on the 15th of order you cannot see yet if there is kilayim and therefore you only go out the Cholamoy Pesach we did not learn that it's only during these times that you go for the Kalaim, that the nates, uh, the, when the growth is still a grass, and you still cannot stand the sprouting, what kind of a type it is. Only people that are experts. That's why you wait until the time they can be recognizable, so not to be mistaken. But if they have already sprouted, there is already a flower, it bloomed already, and that's the beginning of the birth of the fruit, they will go out immediately. They don't wait for these times, because these times aren't specific. But rather, this was the facts of the ground, that normally it didn't grow in the amount in which the flower can be recognizable until this time. But the truth is, if you can tell before the time, before the 15th of Adar, or before Chalamoyed, Pesach, you can go out immediately to see whether there was Kilaim there or not. Why is it specifically that the Chachamim go out on Chalamoyed to inspect the Kilaim? Why don't they do the day or two before, or before Yontiv or after Yontiv? Uh, after there is the um, sprouting of the Tvuah. Because the workers that the Beisden sends as agent, they take less money for their work when they inspect and they remove the Kilayim and the Chalamoyed because it is no, can't do any other work. That's the only work that you can do. So therefore, they're happy to make some money, so they do the work. Amar Abzvida, says Abzvida, V'yitaymo, another say that Rameshash said it, Shmamino, from here we can learn that we need Ki avinu lusachor mitrum salishka. Since you want to make sure that you get the cheapest, best, uh, the best price and you pay less, is that the money that they get is mitrum salishka, we give it from the money that the Jewish people contributed for the Lishka. Uh, because if you uh, enters your mind that you pay from the people, the people that uh, neglected and intentionally left the Kilaim in their fields, that they have to pay for the workers to go ahead and remove and inspect it. So what is it? come out to what? What benefit is it to us that it's going to be cheaper? Any amount that these workers want, so the owners of the fields have to give them as a punishment for uh, maintaining, holding on to the kilayim. 
So it must be that you give them payment from the monies of Hegdish. And therefore we need to try to keep the expenses as much as possible down. And that's why they instituted the Chalamayid when the payment for work is cheap. Up to how much of the growth uh, of the seed that mixes up with another kind that it becomes a mixture of kilayim and you have to like that which we learned in the Mishnah in Kilayim in Perik Beis Mishnah Aleph calls Sheyeshba any amount of Tvu of a that has mixed into it 